At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. It is hour number three of VSIN Bet Center on a Saturday night. We're joined by Holden Kushner from Denver, Colorado. Ben Wilson with you from our Circus Sportsbook Studios in Las Vegas. It is over in Philadelphia, Holden, our marquee NBA matchup of the night. And Steph Curry will have to wait at least one more night to pass Ray Allen for the all-time lead in three-pointers made in NBA history as he struggles just 3 of 14 from downtown, 6 of 20 from the field. Warriors score only 24th quarter points and a 102-93 loss. Sixers have now won 4 of 5 as as they get the win and go to uh, 15 and 12 now on the season, winning as a 3 or 3.5 point uh, home underdog. So, look, as we, we open the show talking about this, Holden, and you said, look, maybe... The pressure of it all being in, in so much attention on Steph trying to pass the milestone. He's going to be so relieved when he gets past it. Uh, it looked like it tonight. He also playing against his brother, Seth Curry, on the Philadelphia side. And it did uh, it did not look good. But just 18 points for Steph. Really the first dud he has shown all season in a year where he has moved to the overwhelming favorite to win MVP. Even though we're only uh, just a month and a couple days into this current NBA season. Yeah, again, this this hits a lot of great athletes, and I'm, I alluded to this earlier. Miguel Cabrera, one of the great baseball players of all time, he just couldn't get over the He was at 498 for a while. He was at 499 for a while. We've seen Barry Bonds struggle with it back in the day, and that's just, you know, we're talking about baseball here, a little bit different with basketball, but I think it translates just because everybody is looking at him to do one thing, and if you just look at the numbers here, 
that's the logical conclusion that it's weighing on him a little bit. But again, uh, betting remorse after that one uh, for him to get 30, 18 points. He just completely laid an egg in the second half, and there was no shot he was getting to that. Yeah, that's the old uh, in-game player prop. Doesn't work this time. It's all right. There's no, there will be more bets to be made. Uh, we've also been following some of the top uh, college hoops games of the night. It is a final. Wasn't much of a game in the old uh, Skyline Chili, uh, the the big rivalry game, the, the Skyline Chili uh, cross, cross town classic. I believe they, they changed that name roughly 80 times since last year. It's like, just keep it the Crosstown Showdown. That, that was a great name. Uh, but Xavier rolls 83-63, covering as a six-and-a-half point favorite. The game goes over the 133-and-a-half point total in that one. And we've reached halftime in what's been the game of the night hold in Alabama 44, Houston 41. So far, the Tide having no issue scoring on the Ken Palm third overall uh, defensive efficiency team in the country and a couple of NCAA tournament teams from a season ago, a couple of top 15 teams waiting to uh, to see a halftime line put out. But in a game where Alabama was favored by three, three and a half, I have to be impressed, honestly, with how both teams have looked. Houston in a true road game down in Tuscaloosa. Uh, you see it bet Rivers that uh, live total right before we went to the end of the half. So we'll update you here momentarily. But I know as someone who's been watching this closely, you've been looking for some in-game opportunities here, Holden. Just been really tight. Been basically played to within uh, two possessions here this entire first half so far. You know, I saw it at five and a half for a fleeting moment. Uh, we were actually in the show. And I don't, I'm not going to bet a basketball game or even a football game unless it's in the break. And I discussed this off the air, how the book has such an advantage. Their feed's going to be faster than our feed. And while I wanted to do it, I just couldn't. I don't know if I'm going to end up getting into this game. Ben, look at it. I mean, it's it's just been, this has played out exactly like we thought it would play out, right? Um, the, the scoring here, I guess, where are we at? Where's the live total? I got to go find the live total as we scored 85 points. So again, the, the pregame was what? 174. We're right there with the total. Mm -hmm. We're right there with the spread. Everything that everything that, uh, of this line pregame has been playing to where it is. Again, if I can get Houston five and a half, six points, and it's during a break, I'm going to back Houston tonight. This has an elite eight feel. I was just texting with a good buddy of mine. He actually, he can listen to the audio though. We're doing the show. It, it looks like he's like, Oh my God, they're going bananas. There's a football school with a great crowd in college basketball tonight. So this is a marquee game and it might be one of those games we talk about for the rest of the season. And then we kind of look back as we start prepping for the tournament and playing this game, the Cougars and the Crimson Tide off of each other to try and project going forward. Regardless, a game that is going to go a long way for both of these teams when it comes to the resumes, what could be a, would be a big non-conference win for either to get, and have just now started to see some of these second-half numbers hold and come out here, and looking like 79 and a half is your second-half number. So putting it at 146 and a half for the game uh, after an 85-point first half, looking like Alabama laying one for your second half, so minus four for the game. Say this though, I mean Nate Oates, who has seen his stock rise faster than maybe anybody. In, in college basketball right now, like goes from Buffalo now to Alabama, gets them to a two-seed last season basically right away. And outside of that loss on a neutral court to Iona, I mean, what more can you say about the job he has done? Like, how, how, how often, I mean, what you just said, have we seen that? How often have we seen a packed house in Tuscaloosa for the Alabama men's basketball team? That, that has just been a, even you know, under Avery Johnson, he never got the, that program to nearly those sorts of heights. Uh, so the, it's to me like kind of what we talked about coming into the game pregame. 
thinking this would be a great game just to watch, see how these teams matched up against each other. And there are good things, I think, to take away from not only that, but also Kelvin Sampson and the Houston Cougars, uh, who, by the way, they've limited Jaden Shackelford to just six points. He hasn't done much, but it's been a Jawan Gary, really impressive big man on the inside, 16 first-half points uh, to pace the Crimson Tide. In the meantime, Marcus Sasser, excellent guard for the Cougars with 14 so far. So I'm, I'm kind of with you. I mean, the way we've expected, all right, you would, you would have thought at the start, Houston, if they would have been able to control the game, this would be pacing to a much lower tempo. But the fact that Houston is content to play this more up-tempo Alabama-style game, and yet they're hanging right there with them, leads me to think Houston's going to be in the game just with how tightly lined this is at four points. I'm not sure that's enough of an advantage. I would really want to jump in right now. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm right there with you, but you make good points, and you're now making me wish we had March Madness like right around the corner because I you know, kind of live for it. I mean, we, we need oh. to have it here come soon, as soon as NFL ends. Yeah, don't, don't let's not rush. It is the greatest sporting event in the history of the world. There's no doubt about it. But let's savor the NFL, okay? That's right. Let's 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 just marinate in the NFL for a few more weeks, okay? And then we'll get to March Madness. But I'm hoping Bama can go on like a seven nothing run. Kelvin has to call a timeout, and I can back Houston because this thing is going to be close uh, again. It's playing out exactly like we thought it would. Yep, uh, patience, a virtue, especially as an in-game better, and, and a lot of other things in life, but but also in-game betting. Uh, so we will we'll see what happens there. That's our, our one main game still left. By the way, uh, UCLA up 57-44 on Marquette. A seven and a half to go there at the under eight media timeout <laughs> in that game. UCLA laying the six and a half uh, or the seven. They were up uh, about about the same margin at halftime by 14, still up 13 now for the game. All right, let us turn back to the NFL. We've we've touched on the highest bet games, at least in the circa millions, as the consensus pick so far. But we've got a couple more consensus picks to break down and analyze in the Week 14 card. One of them uh, being the Cincinnati Bengals, who have been probably holding part of the most interesting line move this week with a complete flipping favorite. Cincinnati opens about a two-point favorite at most shops. They were down to a pick by Wednesday. By the time the contest lines were released, this thing had completely flipped as San Francisco is now in the market, mostly laying one and a half or twos. And uh, the the consensus here, they are going to gravitate towards Cincinnati, grabbing the, the point and a half as that short home underdog. You see now at, uh, with our odds via vcin.com, now up to two. Uh, as far as the, the fade or follow here, you could either you could either follow the consensus play or you could follow the line move going to San Francisco with the total swing here of, of what the uh, what the money is saying. Uh, what uh, What side are you on in a spot like this here? Well, I think we had the movement the other way because of the Bengals injuries on offense. So we're still waiting to see about Joe Mixon, right? We think he's going to play. If he does play, he's ill. Uh, and Samaj P. Ryan, to me, it's quite a it's quite a drop. T. Higgins is not nearly 100%. Uh, and obviously Burrow with the finger. I think that was the big reason why. Things kind of changed in this game. Uh, I, I, as far as the line goes, I still feel like we might see some scoring in this game because, from what I've seen from the Cincinnati defense, there were really some big breakdowns last week. Uh, the question will be: Can Burrow uh, hit Jamar Chase this week? Because if Higgins is not going to be able to get as open uh, as easily. 
then Chase has to be the guy, and they've been sh- shading coverage toward him. They've been double teaming him, and that's kind of like that's kind of the reason why he's gone away. So this is a, this is one of the more interesting games to handicap. I do expect it to be one of the more fun games uh, to watch this week. But the injuries to the Bengals just have me kind of off of this game at this point. Um, and and I don't even have any angles to bet it live right now, to be honest with you. Very interesting mm-hmm. game. Very fun game, I think, to watch. But there's too many unknowns for me to invest at this point. If if anything, I am fading where the, uh, the consensus is here. I would take San Francisco, but with how much of a shift we've seen and, and how heavily bet this has been, it's a game that yeah. it kind of sounds the alarms to me. When you look at a full card, it's like, all right, where, where are some spots that seem kind of fishy that I'm just going to stay away from altogether? This one does qualify, and it's not just the Cincinnati side of things on the injury front you have to be looking at. It, and it's also not like San Francisco is getting significantly healthier this week. Elijah Mitchell already ruled out at the running back spot. A, a big questionable tag on Debo Samuel at wide receiver. Did play a little bit on practice Friday, but still nursing a groin injury. Both teams with multiple starting linebackers out in a spot like this. At the end of the day, uh, I, I just don't think Cincinnati is that good of a team. They have, they have beaten up on some poor competition. They've had a couple of statement games in the AFC North, but holding outside of that, I, with a young coach in Zach Taylor, it feels like a team that is like a year away from truly being in contention and a, a must-win spot really for both sides. Uh, ultimately, in a pick'em game, I would take San Francisco, but not like, you know, when you miss a, when you miss a number moving by like four points, I don't know that I'm running to the window. It nah. seems like you are, you are doing the same. Wave it off. Okay. I'm off, buddy. I don't I don't want anything to do with this game right now. I have good news for you. There's approximately uh, 15 other games you can also bet on in, in the NFL this week, which is, which is good news, and we still have more to break down. Up next, we will talk about another AFC North team in a big spot. Actually, two of them. It's the Ravens and the Browns. We'll talk about that game next right here on VEASAN Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. 
I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Bowl Betting Guide is coming out on Monday with everything you need to bet smarter on every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. The guide is designed to give you an edge whether you're betting on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a few key high-value props. The guide drops Monday, so make sure you get your copy today for only $19.99 at vsin.com slash subscribe. Again, back alongside Holden Kushner in Denver, Colorado, host of our Denver CityCast, sponsored by Bet Rivers. I'm Ben Wilson from our downtown Circus Sportsbook Studios in Las Vegas. Now, we do have our guy, Matt Verderam, coming up in just a few minutes. We'll, we'll preview some more NFL games, talk some Chiefs Raiders with him in about 15 minutes. But to hold it, let's get to a game that I know you have thoughts on. It's a huge game in the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. This was a contest pick in the consensus, the number fifth, uh, the number five pick, Baltimore, at getting the full three. There were a lot of two and a halfs out there throughout the week. Currently, look, if you like Baltimore, you, there are enough shops you can get three out there. If you like the Browns, there are enough two and a halfs without having to lay significant juice uh, that are still available to you as we speak right now, even though we show that three uh, juice to the Ravens right now via uh, vcin.com. So I know you, you've got like pages and pages, uh, just scrolls of notes on this game uh, with Baltimore coming off of that heartbreaking loss in Pittsburgh, Cleveland off the bye, the rare scheduling spot, two straight games for the Browns against the Ravens with the bye sandwiched in between. Uh, who prevails on Sunday in Cleveland? 
Yeah, let me let me share my pages of notes. See this little blurb <laughs> down here at the bottom? I got Wyoming up here, I got Montana there, and then I got the Ravens. That's what I got on this game. So the last three games, Lamar's been garbage. I mean, it's been really tough. He's been getting sacked at a high rate. His QBR is 22nd over those three games. He's been sacked uh, 13 times, three touchdowns, six interceptions. So you look at that and you say, boy, the Ravens could be in a lot of trouble here. But... It's not the worst matchup for them, is all I'm saying. Let's start defensively, because uh, defensively for the Ravens, because Cleveland's gonna be missing their right tackle. Um, the Ravens can at least come up and maybe try to stop the run because no one's afraid of Baker Mayfield and this offense really stretching it right. So on one hand, we've got a Ravens offense which has been struggling big time going on the road. It faced a clear. And on the other side of things, we've got a defense that's facing a Cleveland offense that I think is pretty anemic. Now, they're going to try and run, but again, being without one of your most important offensive uh, linemen is kind of big, too. Uh, you know, ultimately, when you look at this game, it kind of it looks more like a pick em to me than a minus three for the Browns. This is a pretty hard lane. It's nothing that I put down, uh, Ben. But my lean, and I'll probably be in the minority here, would be the Ravens plus three. I just, I, I have a hard time backing the Browns at this point. Yeah, the running game will be back. And as horrible as the Ravens have looked, I understand why you would want to back the Browns. But to me, I don't ever want to back the Browns, to be honest with you. That offense is just hot garbage in the passing game. God forbid they end up falling down to the Ravens. I don't see them having any chance of actually bouncing back and winning this thing. So hard lean right here to Ravens plus three on the road. You'll hard lean. And it, hey, look, there are uh, 973 people in Circa Millions who agreed with you. And and I think getting the full three is a big uh, reason why uh, you would want to do that. I, I I guess I will be stubborn on this. I, I had, because I was on Cleveland in the Sunday night game. You have a game where you had, you forced four interceptions out of Lamar Jackson catching a uh, four, four and a half in that game on the, on the Sunday night from two weeks ago. And you find a way to lose simply because you're Baker Mayfield at quarterback. And you kind of wonder from a general sense, Holden, how much different things would have been for Cleveland had they just had they gone with the Arizona strategy. And they said, look, our guy's clearly not 100 percent. We're better off with a backup in there who, who we trust and who knows the system, who we saw win a game against Denver on the Thursday night. And and going uh, going to that that path with Case Keenum, how different would things be for a team that's now six and six right now, well on the outside looking in for the playoff picture? Uh, so everything, I, look, I can't dispel anything you just said. I'm going to go back to the well though on Cleveland in this spot, and it, it, to me, look, two teams that are extremely uh, evenly matched. The one strength Baltimore has is the rush defense, fifth in DVOA on the season, going right into Cleveland's strength on the offensive yep. uh, on the offensive run game. And so while they are without uh, Jack Conklin remaining on the IR at that right tackle spot, you do wonder for Kevin Stefanski coming off a bye. It, to me, it's a really tough scheduling position to put Baltimore in where you go Sunday night against Cleveland, the road rivalry game at Pittsburgh, and then right back on the road to Cleveland, who is just coming off a bye and who just saw you in its last game. I have to imagine now with having both Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb back in the running back stable and with a bye week to hope, to, you would think Baker Mayfield will First banged up as he's been will at least be slightly healthier in this game. I expect Kevin Stefanski in kind of a put up or shut up type game for as much as we have hyped him up as a, a young, bright head coach to find a scheme for this game that gets them the win and really keeps the season alive. 
Baltimore still well within the playoff picture, even with a loss in this spot. Cleveland season is officially done and dusted if they lose here. I like Cleveland much more, only laying the two and a half, and that's why we, you know, you can get the, the best of both numbers here. You can get two and a half, so if you like Cleveland, you can take three with Baltimore. But 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 that's really the the big thing for me on this. It's partly the spot with the scheduling and, and how tough it will be for a Baltimore team that has so many guys on IR to begin with, 14 of them in all holding. But also, think about how slowly Baltimore's been starting over really the last month and a half. 66 points in the first three quarters combined in their last six games. It's And it's not just uh, the struggles of Lamar Jackson. It's an inability to get the run game going. Uh, they uh, 23rd uh, in, in early down passing over the last five weeks, basically that whole span, despite being fifth for the season in, in that offensive early down success rate. So that is my my more issue with more of the issue here with Baltimore with how slowly they've been getting off to these these starts and games. At a certain point, you have to think it'll catch up to them. And in a spot for Cleveland coming off the bye, it's why I like the Browns in this spot. And I'm ready for us to have some sort of wager uh, head-to-head on this. I'm, we haven't had our – this is our first heads-up game, Holden, so I'm excited we can at least have some, you know, something to go heads-up oh, on. Oh, boy. Hey, the Ravens stopped the run. The Browns' offense has problems getting over 17 points. I think they've done it maybe once in the last six or seven games. Uh, but the other option to do, though, if you feel comfortable at the at the two and a half with the Ravens, just tease it to eight and a half. There's a couple other games there's, that you could have done it with. You could have done it with uh, with, with, I think, Kansas City earlier in the week. That would have been one way to go. You could have done it with the Broncos. Problem at this point is I'm having a, another another game to find to tease this with. I'm not feeling very comfortable with. So maybe the time has passed on that. But I mean, if you want to, that's fine. It seems like you've got a a strong conviction on this play. I'll play along if you want to. What's what's I, going on here? Well, I, you have um, to wear what? A, I have to wear a Missouri <laughs> hat? You got to wear a Kansas hat? Uh, I'll, you know, I, I like I the, the idea of you in full University of Missouri regalia is a very uh, appealing one to me. Uh, I, I, I do kind of like that thought. I will say, though, I do agree with you that as a teaser leg, it, I would I would be in full endorsement of that on the Baltimore side. It does qualify as a Wong teaser leg where you're going through uh, the three and the seven, especially if you're getting this at the two and a half. And seven. The one, I, you know, the one I'd be pairing with. I'm curious your thoughts on this game. Uh, I and even before the news came out this morning of uh, the the Ian Rappaport uh, article, the I should say, I believe it was, uh, I believe it was Ian Rappaport or Mike Garofalo, one of the two NFL Network insiders, one of them. I I should probably I'll figure out who actually was credited for this. Don't want to shortchange one or the other. But the report coming out this morning that there has been all sorts of divisions within the Jacksonville uh, locker room that Urban Meyer <laughs> could easily be gone after this year. It was one of those, you know, quote unquote revelations that makes me think, oh, th- thanks, Captain Obvious. Like we, we all saw this this whole entire season that things were not right in Jacksonville. And I know the line has come way down from 11 and a half down to eight. I love Tennessee as a teaser candidate this week, bringing them down below the seven and the three. I'm with you. It's been hard trying to find a partner for them. I will I will get to my teaser play later, but it does involve Tennessee, and that that was a contest play for me as well. I went hard in on uh, on on the Titans this week, especially now that they're down to as low as eight uh, behind us here at uh, at Circa. So that yeah. would be the teaser I would uh, play if if you're interested there in Baltimore. Pair them with uh, the Titans in this spot. That's an interesting one. I'll just remind you of this though: Urban Meyer grinding on a woman that's not his wife. It's the end of the world for Urban Meyer and the Jaguars. What did they do? They went out and won the next game. Um, as my friend Dave Sherapan, the sports consigliere, <laughs> says, nobody knows blank. But, yeah, I mean, listen, from logic, 
taking the Titans down from eight to two, crossing seven, crossing three, going with the other game with the Ravens. It does sound like a plan. It does sound like a nice plan. It, uh, yes. But every plan is great until you get knocked in the face. <laughs> Hopefully hey, our, the Jaguars sink because I'm done with Urban. Our our cards look so cool. Yeah, so look, look so great Saturday night, Sunday morning, and then you get to the end of the day, and it, it can be a different story. I might grow off a little bit with that uh, with that report, by the way. Like Urban Meyer saying that like he was directly challenging his assistants to prove their resumes that they should even be in the same room with him. Like it's it's been stuff that's been mm-hmm. festering all season. Uh, and look, with center Brandon Linder out, who has been one of the best centers in the NFL, top seven in both the ESPN uh, run block and pass block win rate. I know that Tennessee is depleted offensively, but having the bye week to sort those things out, they've already been tripped up once as a big favorite in a divisional game against Houston. To me, the to me the uh, the, you know, the alert radar has gone up for Mike Vrabel's team in a spot like this. So I'll be teasing them down. Urban Meyer, uh, Urban Meyer, somewhat bounce back up. Be damned. That's all. <laughs> That's all I know. We'll get into that game more in depth uh, later in the show. But up next, we'll be visiting with our guy Matt Verderam, talking some more NFL with us on the other side, right here on Vsin Bet Center. This is Bet Center on Vsin, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker available now on vsin.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to vsin.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at vsin.com slash NFL. As we welcome you back, it is vsin Vet Center on a Saturday night. Back with Holden Kushner in Denver, Colorado. I'm Ben Wilson here in our downtown Las Vegas Circa Sportsbook Studios. Pleased to be joined now by Matt Valderam, who uh, joins the show once again, NFL reporter for Fansided.com, based in the Windy City of Chicago. Uh, you know, Matt, we were, we were just talking about the line on uh, the the Jacksonville Tennessee game. I'm trying to you know I'm trying to talk Holden into going in on a teaser here, taking Tennessee down through the seven and the three. I know you uh <laughs> was looking at your Twitter earlier today. Follow him by the way, Matt Valderam on uh, Twitter on the whole Urban Meyer story that comes out that seemed like the most predictable story in the league to to come out saying, all right, there are some issues going down there uh, in Jacksonville. But yet the line has, has certainly fallen here from the 11 down to the 8.5 on uh, on that Jacksonville Titans game. I mean, should we not just be jumping all over the the fade, the Jags bandwagon here over the next uh, five weeks while we still have this, oppor- this great, glorious opportunity to do so? It's it's a beautiful opportunity. I, I think the only the only question I have about the game is is Tennessee just offensively can they score? I mean, Julio Jones getting healthier, you know, but they're without Brown or without Henry. But Jacksonville's just been awful. I mean, Jacksonville can't score a point. And you're right. I mean, it just seems like everything's falling apart. Hell, in some books you can get them at eight. I mean, you, you tease them all the way down to two points if you want. So I, it's um, it's interesting. I, I definitely think like if it, Tennessee. Out of a bye at home, you'd think they, they have to win that game, even if it's closer than the than the uh, the spread. I mean, like you said, the tease makes a lot of sense. So the game we just talked about a few minutes ago that I I'm having a trouble handicapping. So it might be a fade for me is this Niners Bengals game. We've got some offensive uh, injuries for both teams, really. Uh, when you look at it, Higgins is banged up. Mixon was ill. Burrow with the hand. No Elijah Mitchell, which I don't think is as big a deal because Shanahan could plug anybody in. But the Debo Samuel groin injury here. Do you have any takes on this game? Any sides on the total? Anything? 
I'd stay away from it. Um, that, that to me is the game of all of them this week. I can't get a feel for. I think in the neutral setting, the Niners are like slightly, slightly better than Cincinnati, but the Bengals are home. Both teams are desperate to win. I think the Bengals are the better quarterback, but is Burrow healthy? You don't know because of the banged up pinky. So, you know, to me, I look at that game totals at forty nine. If if I had to go anyway. I might just take under and just say, look, maybe it's a game that it's like 24-21, something like that. But that game, if memory serves, I think it's the only game that's flipped. I mean, the Bengals are the favorite mm-hmm. at the beginning of the week. And now the Niners are playing one and a half, two points. It, yeah, been the, the starkest line move of any uh, this week. You're, you're, you're spot on, Matt. Uh, basically, yeah, four, uh, four and a half point line move, depending on the shop. And we're seeing t- the total as well. Uh, there are some variants in the market there, anywhere from 48 and a half to, uh, to 49 and a half on uh, Niners and Bengals. I know the other one that uh, we've been interested in, we haven't touched on it yet, but has seen some move to the uh, the favorite here at home. It is the Kansas City Chiefs coming off of the Sunday night win over the Broncos in which they do cover despite scoring just the 22 points. Been bet up pretty much market-wide to 10s. There are a couple of straight nine and a half still out there as the Raiders off of its loss, uh, their loss at home to the Washington football team now go to Arrowhead in Kansas City. So in a divisional matchup like this, large number on the board, are you in the camp of, of believing that all is right now uh, here with the Kansas City Chiefs? And is, uh, is a 10, uh, is that, in, I mean, wouldn't really be in a teaser candidate to spot, but are you comfortable laying that type of number uh, now that the Chiefs have put together a couple of wins here sandwiched around that bye week? You know, normally I would say it's a double-digit number, it's a divisional game, uh, yeah, the Chiefs' offense has been very hit or miss, and, and lately really miss, even though they've been winning a lot of games. The defense has been great. I, I think they'll lay the points and just, and just deal with it with the Chiefs. I, I think they win this game pretty big. Look, they're at home. The Raiders have lost four or five. The one game that the Raiders won was on Thanksgiving in Dallas where the, the Cowboys literally had 200 yards of penalties and the game still went to overtime. The Raiders have a slew of injuries. Waller's not playing. Richard's not playing. Drake's on IR. Kwiatkowski's on IR. Perriman's doubtful. I mean, they are just so beat up. The Chiefs are very healthy. And the Raiders also, this is also a schematic thing. Like, everybody plays the Chiefs, and they play two high safeties. Everybody. The Raiders play one high safety. They play cover three. They play zone underneath it. That's what they do. Gus Bradley does not deviate from it very often. And the Chiefs just chew that up. They do every time they see single high, they destroy teams. They did it a month ago. So they hung 41 on them and Mahomes at five touchdowns, 400 yards. I don't think the Chiefs are going to win 41-14 again, but I think it's going to be something like 30 to 13. I just the Raiders seem kind of dead in the water, and Kansas City it looks like they're gearing up to try to get to that third straight Super Bowl. So the sexiest game here for me, I think for a lot of people. The Bills and the Bucks. You can get the Bucks, uh, you know, minus three. If you want to back the Bills, you can probably get a three and a half out there as well. Any thoughts on the side, the total, and how this game goes? Because I kind of feel like this will be a game where Brady can just pick apart a zone. Gronkowski has a nice game, and offensively, the Bucks roll like they did last week. Thoughts on this one, though? Might be the highest total. If it's not, it's up there. 54 and a half is the number I've seen. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's fair. I mean, like, this is going to be a game where you're going to get a lot of points. You know, neither team, I think, can really stop the other one. Now, look, Buffalo, you say, well, they have the best defense in the NFL statistically. They've played a lot of bad teams. And they played a game last week where obviously New England's very good, but 
the game is in a wind tunnel. So that's going to help your defense, especially when you're giving them 19 passing yards. Um, I don't know without Tredavious White that they can stop Tampa. Like, I think the Bucs are just going to spread them out. The problem for the, the Bills is they don't get a pass rush. Brady's just going to sit back there and just have a field day throwing the ball. Whereas I think Allen, he should be able to throw the ball pretty well. The Tampa is getting a lot of guys back this week, and they can get a pass rush. And the Bills have struggled up front. I like the Bucs in this game. I also wonder, from an emotional standpoint, are the Bills still a little bit in the tank after that game against New England, where it was such an emotional game, so physical, they've got to have it. They're at home. They were the big favorite coming into the game or coming into the season to win the division, and you'll lose that game. I think the Bills are going to end up being fine, but I don't think it's going to be this week. I, I think the I think the Bucks handle them, you know, seven to ten points, something like that at home. Again, give uh, Matt a follow at Matt Verderam on uh, Twitter and check out. I didn't mention either the uh, Stacking the Box podcast. There, uh, Matt, uh, the national NFL reporter at Fansided. We uh, we were talking earlier, Matt, with uh, holding to myself here. We were, we were split. We're going oppo on this Baltimore-Cleveland game. So you get to be our, our deciding factor here. And what has basically been either a two-and-a-half or three-point lined game, Baltimore going into uh, Cleveland off of the Browns by second straight game. The Browns have faced Baltimore. So just such a weird uh, scheduling spot to begin with for Cleveland. And we have seen the Ravens, uh, obviously with the struggles last week in Pittsburgh, but still finding themselves well within the AFC playoff picture. How did you go about capping uh, this game with so much at stake here for both teams? Yeah, you know, this is, I think the line's spot on. I, you know, I've seen it mostly Cleveland at three. Um, I think that's about what they win by. Now, that being said, if I had, if I was forced to take a side, maybe I'd, I'd take Cleveland by a point or two. You know, maybe it's a 21 16 game. Uh, they're off a of bye. They're incredibly desperate. They're at home. And the Ravens, you know, you just kind of wonder if that Humphrey injury is just the absolute tipping point. I mean, they have had. They've had so many guys get hurt this year. Now you lose him. He's really the last vestige of anybody who can cover. They have no corners. The safeties aren't covered, guys. The linebackers can't cover. I, mean, you just, I get it. It's the Browns. And Mayfield's been beat up. And, you know, they're, they're, they're not who they were earlier in the year receiver. But you just kind of feel like there's a spy. The Browns are ever going to beat Baltimore. They have struggled throughout Mayfield's career to beat them. I, I just think this is a spot where the Browns, it just kind of lines up for them a little bit. I would actually take the under in this game, though, if anything. I, you know, you look at the, the under, I mean, it's, only, it's only 42. I get it. It's a low number. But it's Cleveland in December. I could see that game being a real low, like I said, something like 2016, 21-16. I, I, I don't know that it's going to hit four. That's saying something. Wow. Uh, the other one, there's a couple low total games that I like uh, in this uh, Jet Saints. How are they getting to 42 and a half points? You tell me. I mean, Taysom Hill, he doesn't have any wide receivers. Elijah Moore's gone for the for the Jets. This, to me, has underwritten all over it, too. And I, and I think that's also, like, that's one of those things you can also tease and just take, yeah, look, I'm going to take the Saints to the money line, and I'm going to take the, you know, the under 48. And just say, all right, well, even if you get a weird, there's a punt return or something. I, you know, I guess the only fear you'd have, and I like the under, I'm with you. The only fear maybe is that the Jets is just so bad defensively that it's just one of those days where the Saints rush for like 250 yards or something. But I would agree. Um, I, I think that game, you're, you're probably pretty safe at the under. The, the, the Jets can't score, and the Saints have nobody. 
He is Matt Verder. I'm giving him a follow at that handle on Twitter. Matt, thank you as always for the time. Best of luck with uh, your bets here on uh, Sunday. Hey, no problem. Take care, guys. All right, we will be back. We still have a number of games. Six more to preview on the other side here on Decent Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to VSIN Bet Center as the sweats get real with late night college basketball. That's what we're following right now. Before we get back into the NFL Week 14 card, Ben Wilson with you from downtown Las Vegas. Back with Holden Kushner, holding down the fort in Denver, Colorado. I know you're you're truly sweating a couple of these late night games. You can't even watch them. I mean, they're so far down the down the board. They're not even televised here. But the one that is our marquee game of the night, Holden, Houston, Alabama, were tied at 61. 
11 minutes to go. This has been back and forth, played to within two possessions, basically the entire way. The in-game markets have flipped towards Houston, who are now basically, that's basically now a pick and it probably should be the rest of the way uh, with a 61 all-game. But the foul situation, Holden, one that is extremely interesting to, to track down the stretch, three of the five starters for the Cougars, uh, now with four fouls here. Uh, first of all, I truly believe that this is going to go down as one of the games of the year. So thank you very much for watching or listening to us. Put the TV on without the sound. And <laughs> it's just an amazing game. It's a two-point game. Houston has just been completely robbed by the refs here. SEC refs down there in Tuscaloosa, man. It, they have called 13 less fouls on Alabama and somehow some way Houston continues to stay in this As a matter of fact they just tied it they could take the lead at the free throw line and I'll say this again that I tried to get in in this game multiple times but it has just stayed within five or six points the whole time the only time I saw the line at five and a half which is what I wanted to get in pregame to back Houston it was while the action was going on and I don't bet live uh, during the game until there is a break because ultimately the book has the advantage. There you go, a, a missed free throw too. So they're tied at 61. This, the, to me, is going to go down as the game of the year uh, or at least one of the candidates, especially if we have a buzzer beater. But these are two really good teams that are going to do some damage in the NCAA tournament. The free throw discrepancy, and, and you mentioned the fouls. Houston 6 of 11 at the line. Alabama 20 of 24. But that's just, just a slight discrepancy. But uh, Marcus Sasser uh, keeping Alabama in the game. 17 points despite three different starters, like we mentioned, playing with the, with the four fouls and a couple of them picking up those fouls pretty early. Uh, but a great night for uh, for Juwan Gary in the paint. 17 points for him. Uh, we, as we go to the 10-minute mark, a fascinating game early in the season and a true road game for Houston. Uh, to not only of the top 15 ranked teams in the country, but Ken Palm also supports that, each of these teams in its uh, top 15 as well for the Ken Palm metrics as a whole. Houston with another bucket, by the way. They're uh, they're back up by two. One quick final to, uh, to alert you on as well. UCLA does win and cover despite having travel issues. Their flight significantly delayed trying to get from Los Angeles to Milwaukee. Marquette actually agreed to move the start of the game back about six hours so they just finished up now. It was supposed to be an early afternoon tip there at the Pfizer Forum. UCLA holds off a late Marquette charge, 67-56. So Marquette does cover the second half. They were down 14 at the half. We're getting about one, or laying, I should say, one in the second half. But how about Jaime Jaquez, who left that Pac-12 opener against Colorado with a head injury, 24 points, 7 of 16 from the field. And after a slow start to the year for Jaquez, has really picked up the slack, especially uh, in in this game, and an impressive win, all things considered, against a team that, as you pointed out earlier, Holden, it's a, a difficult Shaka Smart-led Marquette team to try and prepare for and go against, but uh, they passed the test on the road with flying colors tonight. Yep, that was, I, and again, I thought it was a litmus test for both teams, for UCLA to make the travel out there, face a team that had been playing well this year. I like it. Give me one second. I just got to say something. Yeehaw! Looks like Wyoming covers here, buddy. 74-62. So the live bet, was, <laughs> the pregame bet was good here. Uh, they cover the eight. Wyoming at home look good. This is why, again, it's a very small sample. It's one bet. Go find the edge in the small conferences. I know it's not fun watching Big Sky basketball, or you know, I don't want to knock the Mountain West because there's some good there's some good teams out there, but there are the Big West, 
There's a lot of smaller conferences. The books do not do their homework as well on those as they do for these Houston, Alabama games and these big time ones. Yeah. So at least we got that one on the board there. Hey, uh, Jeff Parles, who you're filling in for uh, right now, he would be very proud of you going, going with the little van. You have the Idaho Vandals, Idaho, by the way, down three, getting your catching uh, 12 and a half, right? Against Bakersfield, three minutes to go. So you're looking good there. Wyoming, the Cowboys yeah. get the cover over Utah Valley. Uh, sorry for Mark Madsen, head coach of the Wolverines. Uh, wait, you know, better days ahead, hopefully for, uh, for UVU. But uh, yeah, final, final games of the night. Uh, it highlighted, of course, by Houston, Alabama. But I just, so my point is, even though Jeff Jeff's a fellow Mizzou grad, uh, like I am, but Holden, he would be very proud of you going so far down the board and uh, and and getting in on the Vandals. Who, oh, look, they oh, might God. win the game outright here. The, uh, Idaho has a pretty big uh, money line. Uh, that would that would have been. A, uh, I'm looking up here what that actual money line price was. It was pretty significant, though, as a, a 12 and a half point dog. Yes, big time dog. Uh, going out to Bakersfield. But again, uh, this is a team that I just don't think they knew how to handicap. They're very, very dangerous with their guards. I'll say this again. They've got a very good defense. And this just seemed like to me, and then this game ended over. Listen, I could still get get bit in the butt with it. But uh, it just looked to me like the, this line should have been more like eight as opposed to 12 and a half. So we'll see if that comes through. It's not like Idaho is a good team, two and seven coming in, but it was a nice little matchup for them. Yeah, plus uh, six fifty on the money line. We'll see if that gets home. Three minutes left in that one. Uh, the most wow. uh, outside of the Greg Peterson experience, which is coming up next, uh, the the most in depth handicapping of Idaho basketball you will you ever see or hear uh, here on Visa, <laughs> courtesy of one uh, one Holden Kushner. Uh, as we go back to the NFL, and again, we'll Thank see you. you uh, yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you props where, where credit uh, where it is deserved uh, as we go back yeah. to our NFL yeah, card here. Still a few games left to get to as we, we dive into everything. We did uh, we did talk with our uh, our guy in uh, Matt Verderam thinking about this Raiders-Chiefs matchup. He likes laying it with the uh, the Chiefs here. It is, as we mentioned earlier, anywhere from 9.5 to 10. Still a couple of 9.5s out there if you like Kansas City. But really out of teaser legitimate teaserable range now, especially if you're playing the six-point teasers. Uh, and a high money line price to lay as well if you're, if you're trying to include it into a money line parlay. Anything you're interested in doing at this point uh, with the with the Raiders going to Arrowhead, taking on a Chiefs team who had just covered last Sunday night in that 22-9 win over Denver? Yeah, I would still look at Derek Carr. Hold on. I, I, I'm older than you. So there was a David Carr and a Derek Carr. This <laughs> yes, is David is. Carr, right? I, it's the one thing I can never get right. Uh, so whatever car under passing yards. If, if it's sitting anywhere in the upper two fifties, two sixty, I could see this one going under. And then as far as the side goes, yeah, it, it was a great teaser option early in the week. I think Ben, I'm actually interested in finding out your process about this for me. Uh, after the Sunday night game, I'm usually up till about one or two in the morning, waiting for the initial lines to drop. I'll come up with my own lines and I'll see if I can find a better two. And and that Kansas City line just stuck out like a sore thumb for a teaser. You can get it down to two, and then you could have teased it with anything else. At 10, I mean, that's a possible cover, too. I just don't understand what the Raiders were doing in this first matchup. You see every team playing two deep safeties, but for some reason the Raiders come into that game saying, no, 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 no. Our personnel is good enough to stop the Chiefs. Let's just let's just run a cover three here. And Patrick Mahomes ate them alive. If I see the Raiders come out in a cover three 
against Patrick Mahomes in this game, then that's going to tell me maybe we should bet the Chiefs team total over because that is just asinine. I didn't understand it then. I don't have any confidence in the Raiders right now. It is a rivalry game. That's the one thing to keep in mind here. But I don't think Carr has a good game whatsoever. And I'm interested in live betting the Chiefs team total depending on what we see out of the Raiders' defense to start this game. And we just saw a second ago, we flashed that up, or at least courtesy of DraftKings, uh, Der- uh, Derek Carr. David was a guy who got sacked like a million times in 2002 for the Texans. Uh, Derek, he said it 257.5 with the passing yards in, in this game. Yeah. I will Look, I will say this. I actually at 10, was this was a contest play for me, at 10 on the Raiders buying low here with a, a team that has been a such a weird team to handicap and figure out you and and Matt making out the, making the good point that look for a, a Raiders team that schemed so poorly in the Sunday night game at home against the Chiefs a few weeks ago, uh, it is it is hard to see how things will change. I have to imagine if you are if you are in that defensive coordinator position and you're Gus Bradley, you have to make some adjustments to a a team that, by the way, even if you include holding that 41 point shellacking in Vegas from a few Sunday nights ago. The Kansas City offense is still averaging less than 20 points a game over their last six. They've been a bottom 10 team on early downs passing the ball. They've been a bottom, I should say, bottom 11 team passing the ball on early downs in, the, in that five uh, last five-week span. 22nd running on early downs, just not being consistent or efficient at all on early downs. Every time we've been ready to completely write off the Raiders, they've at least shown up and given a game performance. 3-0 and this season as a road underdog. Uh, I should say 3-1 and one is the road underdog, 3-0, and oh, and it's been in, in more of the role like this, 7-10 to 10 points. I, I This is a hard one to get into, Holden. I realize it's one of those, uh, you know, pinch your nose type deals. But I'm going to take Raiders at the plus 10 mark, and I will get one more thought from you on this game on the other side because you appear to be a little bit shocked. We'll, uh, we'll do that. We'll continue to discuss this in our final hour of Easton Bet Center and much more. Our top plays after this here on Easton. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.